Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. tells us in his letter to the Corinthians that when two bodies come together in sexual union, they become one. There is a spiritual oneness that is created. When two bodies unite, there's also a unification of the soul nature. As I often tell people, just as sexual diseases can be passed to one another in physical union, spiritual diseases can be transmitted through the union of the soul. In the deliverance ministry, we've encountered thousands of individuals who have received demons through unholy sexual unions. But that's just one doorway. Unholy sexual unions is but just one doorway out of many, many thousands of doorways that lead to demons. It's my hope and prayer this evening is to expose you to the doorways that lead to demons. For I don't want you opening those doors. I don't want your life to be tormented by the powers of darkness. I don't want you to be enslaved by Satan. For he will enslave you. He will put you in chains if you open doors that lead to him and his demons. So I want to expose you to the doorways that lead to demons, and I also want to take it a step further. I also want to help you close the doors and to keep the doors shut. That's right. I want those doors shut. And I'm going to help you that. I'm going to help help you on that to, to close those doors. In the name of Jesus. And we're going to do that tonight on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. <laughs> What's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of a Jesus freak who was ready for the worst. 
Pastor Lee knew he was being watched by the Chinese Public Security Bureau. He knew the risk of preaching at the house church, as he did every Tuesday. Pastor Lee had been arrested many times and beaten to the point where he vomited blood. Once he was beaten with his own Bible. He also knew Chinese citizens can be sent to labor camps for up to three years without a trial. So he was ready. He even had a bag packed with a blanket and extra clothing. Still, he preached that night without fear. Sure enough, armed officers burst through the doors and arrested him. Lee was ready. Are you? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.net. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. We're aware that many stories of persecution reported by the Voice of the Martyrs are inappropriate for children. For this radio broadcast, we edit some of the more gruesome details. But we're still counting on parents to filter, explain, and give context to the stories of torture and murder, stories that must be told. We encourage parents to lift up martyrs as heroes and be ready to explain Christ's words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For kid-friendly resources from BOM to use at home, Sunday school, youth group, or even vacation Bible school, go online to persecution.com. sexual union that's just a fact like through fornication, adultery, bestiality necrophilia, incubus succubus encounters, molestation rape homosexuality and I've encountered demons that have entered through the, their, their victims via their sexual union with an animal with a human, with a spirit that manifests as an alien, a ghost or a monster or a human like form I can recall in one exorcism with an older lady, we discovered that she had an evil spirit that entered her body through her husband. Now, I, I commanded the demon to tell me how that happened. And the spirit revealed that the husband, prior to getting married, had a fling with a homosexual in San Francisco. And in doing so, received a demon. The demon then, therefore, was passed to the spouse due to their union. Uh, I I often tell people it's very, very important to break all soul ties with any potential marriage partner unless you become demonized with their demons. In marriage counseling, I urge the parties to individually break the soul ties that may have been created through any past sexual union. And it also goes for those who have who have married or are about to marry anyone who has participated in any other perversion or have experienced any violation that I have listed. Bestiality, necrophilia, adultery, fornication, if there's been incest, molestation, rape, on and on. 
The sin must be renounced, and the soul ties need to be broken through the blood of Jesus Christ. I recently dealt with a minister in a deliverance session that had a demon via his birth mother's rape, unknown to the victim, for he was adopted, and referred to itself as rape. This vile sex spirit then provoked this minister to fantasize about raping women. Thank God he was delivered. Thank God he was delivered. I mean, these kinds of spirits are often generational, and the generational ties must be broken through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. No wonder the repeated warnings against unholy sexual behavior in the Old and New Testaments. God loves us, and God loves you, my friend, dearly. And wants us to be physically and spiritually clean. So if you failed in this area, God is merciful. He's gracious. And is willing to comfort you and to clean you. If you choose to repent of the sin. Turn from the sin. Deliverance from unholy soul ties can be accomplished as you ask God to break. And to forgive each sexual tie that you may have participated in. Just simply say, Lord Jesus. That's right. Right now you can say, Lord Jesus, I break that soul tie that I created through my sin, and I'll name the sin, if it's adultery, if it's fornication, through your holy blood, God forgive me, through your son's holy blood. And I command each of these demons that access my life via these sins or violations to leave now in Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, I just want to take a moment. I mean, that's just one one other doorway. Last week I discussed some other doorways that lead to demons, such as the occult and and abuse and trauma. And we're going to continue this discussion here in a moment. But let's say you have just now been set free. And there's people listening to this live global radio presentation throughout the world on nearly every continent. And there's people finding freedom. Now, if you have just been delivered, you, you prayed that prayer and you felt something leave you, a spirit. It's important that you shut that door completely and keep that door shut. We often, after we close the doorways that, that, that have led to the demons, we usually pray for the victim's inner healing. And physical heal, healing as there are times when the demon... When leaving, upon, when leaving upon command will hurt the body and the soul of the victim. So we want to commit the victim in prayer to God's protective hands. So Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you would be with each and every one that experienced some level of relief and freedom even now as you're listening to this broadcast. I ask, oh God, that you bring healing, supernatural inner healing Covering their wounds with your mercy, your grace, your love, your presence. Help them, O oh God. Bless them, O oh God. Fill them, O oh God, with your Holy Spirit. I do commit them into your loving hands. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. And we usually often encourage the person to bathe themselves in worship of Jesus, in prayer, in reading of God's word. In many encounters, we're, we're speaking of thousands of encounters I've had with the demon, as I've realized how little we do know of the devil's tactics. 
I've also understood how dependent I am on God's wisdom when dealing with those who are bound by Satan. It's my hope that the that the following information that I provide over this on these uh, airwaves, rooted in the scripture, will be some controlling biblical principles that you may use in in any encounter with demons that you might find yourself in. And after you have shut the doors, what to do? Now, like I said, when you have shut the doors, and you do need to shut the doors, the Scriptures tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking onto Jesus. So, number one, you need to let go of that sin that so easily entangles. Let go of it that has led to those demons. Let go of it. Don't let it entangle you anymore. Let go of it. Turn from it. And don't go back into it. You've been set free from that demon of anger, of lust, of jealousy, that demon of pornography, the demon of murder. Then let go of those sins, the sin which easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. Let us run towards Jesus. That's a safe place to be, my friends, running towards Jesus, is it not? It is. It's a very safe place to be in. Run towards Jesus. Now, what are some other doorways? One is generational curses and sins. The Lord is slow to anger, the scripture says, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of their fathers to the third and fourth generation. That's found in Numbers chapter 14. Family members can open future generations to demons, to their sins. For example, a father who commits adultery and does not repent of it can't allow a demon to enter him. And then he can pass the demon to others via his seed, for example. We have dealt with many generational spirits over the years. I remember in one case, I dealt with a 60-year-old man who had numerous demons that were generational. They had actually entered the family line via the sin of slave trading and false religious practices. One such demonic spirit I dealt with was named Rust, who revealed that an ancestor in the year 1210, who was a priest of Odin, which is a false demon god, practiced human sacrifice. Many of the dark powers within him had been in this family for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And were passed down from one generation to the next without being dealt with. And I've delivered many souls who have had generational demons. Who are bent on staying with the family for many, many generations. That entered them while they were, for example, in their mother's womb. Ten years ago, I dealt with a lady in an exorcism that got a demon. As a result of her mother cursing her while she was in her mother's womb. And this curse allowed a generational spirit to enter her little body within her mother. So it's critically important to bestow the blessings of God on children. 
and on future generations. Pray over your children and grandchildren in the name of Jesus Christ and through the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and command every evil spirit to leave. Same with husbands. You are the head of your wife, and you need to take spiritual authority over your wife. Lead her in a prayer of renunciation over any generational curse that may be upon her life, and God will honor these prayers. Simply just call out to God. Right now you can call upon God. You could say, Heavenly Father, I break every generational curse upon my life, upon my spouse, upon my children, and I command every generational spirit, get out of me now. Leave my family in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, many of you are experiencing relief and freedom even now. Those are powerful prayers. And I'm going to share with you now what to do after you've been delivered, after you've felt the release, after you felt the demons leave, these generational spirits. What do you do? Now what? Well, stay right there. I'm going to share what you are supposed to do right after this brief intermission.
what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canal, Peru. Terrorists burned down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered. Yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs, worship the one true God, and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 1.27. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com.
Cry out to God. You want to be delivered. You want to be set free. You want to be walking with Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit will fill you. Just as, just as you came by faith to Jesus Christ, you come by faith to the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul tells us, do not get drunk of wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God. By faith, ask God to fill you right now. Holy Spirit, fill me. That's one means to keep the door shut to demons. I often tell, tell people that nothing surprises me anymore. In all my years of traveling and ministering to people bound by the devil, I've come across some strange, I mean strange cases. But when my wife and I met Sarah, we were astounded. Sarah had been praying to the devil for six years. And to be honest with you, she was just incapable on her own to ending this practice. She was addicted. She needed help. When she was a teenager, she attended a summer camp where she had was introduced to a friend who had been praying to the devil. And this friend introduced Sarah to this evil practice. What was more remarkable was that Sarah was a professing believer in Christ. You may be asking, how can anyone pray or, or talk to the devil? It's quite simple. Over the years, I've dealt with many people who have called upon the devil. Sarah was going through a personal crisis at the time and was vulnerable. And this vulnerability left her open to some unhealthy spiritual influences that led her to start experimenting with praying to the devil. The devil responded and gave her some sort of physical comfort that she depended upon through her crisis. And she began to like the sensations. I mean, it was a, I mean, my friends, it was literally like a physical sensation that she would feel that the devil was leaving her with. So she continued to pray to the devil. Well, this sin opened her to 14 other demons. And it was very difficult to get Sarah to renounce her sin of praying to the devil. Now, God's mercy, though, reached out to her, and she was rescued by the Lord. But we must take sin, personal sin, very seriously. Sin, sin attracts demons, and personal sin opens doors to demons. In the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul tells us that personal sin can give the devil an opportunity to create a foothold from within. Sarah opened the door to the demons, and the demons entered. You must not allow the devil access. You must claim the forgiveness of God over your sins and walk in his love, lest we be taken captive by the vile one. A sin like bitterness, fear, unforgiveness, rejection, anger, abandonment, lust, jealousy, it can go on and on, that is held on to for a long period of time can present an opportunity for the devil to take advantage of it. it that's just a fact, my friends. The devil will take advantage of it. So instead of identifying with one's flesh, one must identify themselves with Jesus Christ. For only this practice can release you from continual bondage to the devil. So a personal cry like this could be, Father, Heavenly Father, cry out to Jesus. Cry out to the Father. Cry out to the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is present. They are the omnipresent God. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I claim your forgiveness over this sin. Now name the sin. Whatever personal sin you may have been involved in, if it's stealing, 
if it's dishonoring your parents, if it's profanity, if it's blasphemy, if it's indulging in sexual sin, if it's indulging in violence, just cry out to Jesus. Just say, I claim your forgiveness over this sin, name of sin, and realize that my true identity is found in you. I am free, and I command every spirit, every demon that have accessed my life to leave my presence now and my body in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. And many of you are being set free even now. You're feeling release, spiritual release. As I mentioned, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I often tell people that you must keep the doorways that lead that led to to the possession to the demonization closed. I mean, if you were just freed from a sex spirit, keep yourself from all forms of immorality. If you were just freed from a spirit of divination, for example, a spirit of of uh, trauma, then steer away. From all kinds of potential traumatic uh, environments. If you know, for example, that your sister is in, is involved in some very strange witchcraft, occult rituals, don't go over there and be involved in that in in being that environment where it could traumatize you, or you, it can open yourself up to spirits of divination. I think you you get what I'm trying to convey here. I mean, if there's a weakness, take note of the weakness and don't place yourself in environments and uh, under conditions that that will perhaps lead you to open a door that that would invite more spirits to come into you. It's that simple. And I always tell people it's critical to give glory to Jesus and Him alone. The Scripture. Records of a time when Jesus delivered a soul from from a many demons, and uh, then requiring the individual to testify to others of what occurred. And this is found in Mark chapter five, five, where we read, as Jesus was getting into the, into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, "Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how He has had mercy upon you." The man went away and began to tell in his village how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. So as soon as you're delivered by Jesus, give glory to him. Tell others about your marvelous experience of being freed from demons by the power of God. I mean, this isn't a time to be bashful, my friends, but to be bold and to testify of God's great love. I mean, you may even have an opportunity to, to minister to someone who is bound by the enemy. Find encouragement. I always tell people been delivered. Find encouragement within the body of Christ. You need the accountability. You need the encouragement of fellow believers. Ask God to send you other believers into your life who will lift you up and not tear you down. Jesus, and speaking of the church, the body of believers, in Matthew 16 says, I will tell you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I mean, the church is a strong, living organism that consists of those who love and follow Jesus. And this group can offer you the encouragement, 
the support that you will need after a deliverance from a demon. I mean, being involved in this group will allow you to stand against the forces of evil that are in the world. For Jesus promised that even the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Find a group of people who love Jesus, who embrace the essentials of the Christian faith. Fellowship with them. Draw strength. And you will be strengthened by their presence. I often tell people, those who have been delivered, utilize the spiritual weapons. And I could go on and on talking for many hours of the various spiritual weapons at our, at our disposal. One powerful weapon is praise. Praise the Lord. I mean, today I was praising with my children. I had my children in a little circle. And we all were praising Jesus, lifting our hearts to Jesus Christ. There is spiritual power that's released when a believer praises the living God. I always encourage the one who's been freed from demons to begin a habit of praising Jesus, as this will silence the voice of the enemy. In Psalms 8, listen to this. From the lips of children and infants you have been ordained. You have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. What better way to silence the foe than to praise God? Start praising Him, loving Him, worshiping Him, oh God. Oh God, we worship you. We love you, Jesus. Jesus, He will set you free. He loves you. And because of His shed blood, because of His crucifixion on the cross, because of His burial and His resurrection from the dead, He ascended to God the Father's right hand. He is coming again. And he has defeated the devil and the demons forevermore. And the Lord Jesus Christ is king. He is the reigning Lord. And he can set you free even now. He can set you free from sin. You need to be saved. Perhaps you're listening to this, this program and you have never made peace with God. Now is the night. You're a sinner. You need to repent of your sins. God loves you. He cares for you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's beautiful. And that love and that compassion, that those tender mercies, that joy could be present in, and that peace could be present in your life. Just simply say, Lord Jesus Christ, cleanse me from sins. I churn from devil. I churn from all the sins that, that I've laid hold on to, that I've held on to for so long. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. Cleanse me through your blood. Be my Lord, be my Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you said that simple prayer, I want you to email me at j at jbartlett.org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. Let me know that, that you prayed with me. And we've had people... Come to know Jesus Christ through this radio broadcast. It's always a joy to hear people who have prayed to receive Christ. I want you to email me tonight, j at jbartlett.org, so I can send you a free New Testament, so you can be strengthened and encouraged by God's Word. My friends, it's a privilege to come to you and to share with you, to hopefully enlighten, to inspire. I want you to know Today is a new day with new promises, a new beginning, a new hope, a new life. And all these things can be found in Jesus, in Jesus. I bless you, my friends. You're precious before God. We love you. 
Jesus loves you. We bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, Jesus, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Toby Mac with another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now the truth is that Christians aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. That's the sinful nature of man. But an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors. And they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thought from the Voice of the Martyrs. Did you ever wonder why Jesus still had scars from the crucifixion even after his glorified body was resurrected? Maybe it's because there's something beautiful about scars when they point others to God. The Apostle Thomas said, When I see his hands and put my fingers into the nail holes, when I put my hand into the hole in his side made by that Roman spear, then... I'll believe he is risen. Eight days later, doubting Thomas saw, touched, and believed. In the same way, the scars of today's persecuted believers remind us of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. For more good news, go online to persecution.com.